Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's KMOX at 847 with Debbie Monterey. I'm Tom Ackerman. Well, for years now, the Mosaic Project has been working to bring more foreign-born to the St. Louis region and to make immigrants who come here feel welcome so they stay. A person who tracks the growth of our foreign-born population is Dr. Ness Sandoval, a professor of sociology at St. Louis University. Dr. Sandoval, St. Louis has hit many of its goals for the past few years for increasing the foreign-born population. At least we've ranked highly for are uh, the numbers that we have increased by. What currently is the largest immigrant group in our region? The, the largest immigrant group is the Indian foreign-born population. Um, we now have, I think it's the 28th largest uh, immigrant group, uh, foreign-born, Indian foreign-born population in the United States. Has that changed over the years? Did they... Uh, it has. Over- it has. So we, um, 10 years ago, uh, we were ranked number 40. Uh, and so we're seeing a significant increase um, in, in the 270 corridor, um, Maryland Heights, uh, Chesterfield, Town and Country, Alliceville. Um, this is where we're seeing the greatest impact of the Indian foreign-born population. When I say that to people, uh, people are often surprised. I think that's not what they're expecting to hear. Do you find that as well? Yeah, well, this is this is pretty extraordinary. What's happening in that um, in that region? Uh, you have we have immigrant destinations. Um, so Maryland Heights, about one out of five residents is an immigrant. Um, if you look at Chesterfield, um, it's it's approaching that number. Chesterfield has the fourth largest immigrant population in the state of Missouri, and it's on track to have the third largest immigrant population behind Kansas City and St. Louis. So what's happening in town and country, uh, Chesterfield, Maryland Heights, Creve Corps is a pretty extraordinary event um, in terms of the diversity of immigrants who are settling there, but simply the large concentration of the Indian foreign-born population. As someone who grew up in Creve Corps, it does not surprise me. I'm very happy to hear the numbers. My question to you is, do we have, when I was growing up, I'm not sure this was the case. Now I do believe it's better. Do we have enough Indian culture or amenities to make that group feel at home? It's changing, so we're starting to see. Um, so as as the population increases, we're starting to see changes happening. Um, trying to find uh, recreational activities. Uh, if you go to um, like the Parkway School District, they have uh, something that's called a passport night. And so if you go to those events, you'll see a very strong presence of different activities that that are associated with the Indian foreign-born population. So it takes time. Um, but we will see it. We will see a change. I think if you ask some people what our largest immigrant group is, some people would still assume it would be the Bosnian population, which at one point was huge. But it seems we continue to lose our Bosnian population. Is that so? That, that's correct. It's not. It's not even in the top three um, foreign-born populations anymore. Um, so the, the Indian foreign-born population is number one. The Mexican foreign-born population is number two, and the Chinese population is number three. 
Why is that? Uh, why are we losing Bosnians? Well, you know, so this was a, a one-time um, migration flow into the region, and so it was not continuous. And so the population has aged, they're dying, they're moving. Some have returned back to their home country. And so it was, it was a population that was not continuously coming every day, as we see with the Mexican foreign-born, the Chinese, and uh, the Indian. Where we have constant migration into the United States. I know there's been some efforts to increase the Mexican or Latino population in the St. Louis area. And you did say Mexican is number two uh, in the region, but it looks like we aren't actually increasing that population right now. Yeah, so this is, I think this is a very important point because we are a major metropolitan region. We're ranked 21st. Um, but if we had the Mexican foreign born or even the Mexican American population relative to our size of the region, we would probably be ranked 17th in the country, uh, 18th. We would be a top 20 metropolitan region. Um, so we, we have about um, 12,000 Mexican foreign born. Um, residents in the region, we should get based on 2.8 million residents. We should have 50, 50,000 at a minimum. We should be close to 300,000 um, Latinos in the region. We're about 100,000, so we're missing about 250,000 residents. And so, um, when we start to look at why are other regions getting ready to surpass St. Louis, Charlotte, Orlando, San Antonio, Austin, they have the one demographic component that everybody wants, which is a young, very, very young Latino population. What are they doing differently? I think this is a very important topic. I know that there are some groups that are trying. Uh, What what can be done? So I think part of it, um, I think part of it, the perception of uh, what St. Louis, um, the safety of the city, I think that I think when you look outside, um, people don't understand that there's a region. And so if I was to say, well, Chesterfield's one of the most important suburbs in the state, most people would not know where Chesterfield's at. Uh, but they do know St. Louis because it's always in the news, and more often than not, it's negative news. And so when you're growing up in um, Charlotte or Atlanta, that perception matters in terms of trying to see where you want to find the American dream, where you want to live the American dream. And so young people are not moving to St. Louis um, we're not alone. We, ha- we see these similar problems in Cleveland, Cincinnati. Um, and so we have, we have to kind of figure out um, how do we encourage young people um, to move here. Th- there, there is something that happened that, that's very important, is that St. Louis joined uh, Pittsburgh over the past year in that we have lost our ability to grow naturally. So what does this mean? We have more people dying every day now than are being born. And we're ranked number four in the country in terms of uh, deaths to, to births. Uh, Pittsburgh was always the only city in that in that category, but now um, there have been several major. This happened because of COVID. Um, if we're going to grow as a region, we have to grow through migration. We have to encourage other people from around the U.S. to move to St. Louis because we can't grow naturally anymore. We we've, we've lost our ability to grow naturally. Wow, that is. A startling statement. So that is one of the big pushes of the Mosaic Project to bring more people here. Um, I'm wondering, 
especially because we have a lot of jobs to fill, some high-tech jobs. I know the Mosaic Project has talked about foreign-born being able to fill some of those open positions. If you, when you're tracking demographics, do you also, Ness, look at the education levels of the groups that move here? We do. So in this in this respect, um, St. Louis is really um, in a different category compared to other cities because the immigrants that move to St. Louis are highly educated immigrants. We we have we're probably ranked. Uh, we look at the top metropolitan regions. The educational level of our immigrants is probably number two or number three in the United States. And in fact, they have, they have more education than native-born residents in St. Louis. So we're getting a highly skilled, highly educated immigrant population in the region. But we need we we don't we're not getting the numbers that the way that Minneapolis is getting, um, Houston or Texas. And so you you raise the question about um, what the future looks like. Um, so there, there may be a crisis 20, 25 years from now because we simply won't have enough workers to fill the jobs simply because we have more people dying now than are being born. And if we just look at the numbers today, we have fewer children under the age of five in 2021 than we did in 20, 2000. And so that's, that should be a warning um, signal to, to everybody in, in the region that even though the region is bigger, we have less children here. We have more people who are 75 and older than we do children than five and under. Um, we're, we're the ninth oldest region in the country. Um, so we have, to, we have to take a deep breath and kind of figure out how do we reinvent the city? How do we get younger? Uh, and how do we have um, more families come to the region? Region. I'm hearing that word a lot. So am I hearing you right that region is what should be promoted more so than city or this area or that area? I mean, you said it yourself. There are people who don't know what Chesterfield is. Region. Yeah. So St. I, Louis, yeah. St. Louis is all of the region. region. We are a region. I, I think um, I think if you look at all of the, the – we have to have a successful city, right? We have to make sure that the city itself is succeeding. Um, but – there are a lot of things happening in our region. There are a lot of assets in our region. Uh, the 270 corridor is, I, I would put that what's happening in the 270 corridor and the demographic changes that are happening there, I would compare that with Houston, Chicago, Los Angeles. It's a pretty incredible story that's happening there. It doesn't get, it doesn't get talked a lot about, um, but it's a tremendous asset. Um, and so we, we, should, we should talk about this. But we, if we're gonna grow, we're gonna grow as a region. And so we, and we're, what's the challenge for us is that we're a bi-state region, right? Um, but we still have to think about us as a region and trying to understand what the opportunities are. Uh, there, there's tremendous opportunity uh, to, to tell our story as a region. Some really fascinating food for thought this morning. We appreciate it. Dr. Ness Sandoval of St. Louis University, we appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 